Time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Maine Lobster. Summer means that it's officially lobster season in Maine. Between June and July, lobsters in the cold waters of the Gulf of Maine shed their shells, and the result is Maine New Shell Lobster. Perfectly sweet and tender meat with a softer shell that's easy to crack into. Visit lobsterformaine.com to learn more. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erner Barry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Thanks for joining us. Now we have a very special episode of the Seafood News Podcast this week. That's right. We've got not one, but two special guests joining us. Please welcome Seafood News Associate Editor Peggy Parker to the podcast. Welcome, Peggy. <laughs> Amanda makes me do that every time. <laughs> I feel like the people need it, you know? It breaks the tension, I exactly. guess. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Now, Peggy, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background in the seafood industry and what you cover for us over on seafoodnews.com? I'd be happy to. I cover Alaska and the North Pacific and science and sustainability issues. Alaska produces more seafood than any other state. And all of it is sustainably managed by international managers like the International Pacific Halibut Commission, NOAA Fisheries for Federal Resources, and the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Well, Peggy, since we've got you here and you're our expert on Bristol Bay salmon, why don't you give us an update on what's happening there? Total catches in Bristol Bay are higher than expected by about 66%, and the fleet is still working in the Naknek, Quijak, and the Igigix uh, districts. So far, 43.2 million sockeye have been landed, compared to an expected catch of 26.1 million. That total makes this season in Bristol Bay the second highest on record. Wow. Elsewhere in Alaska, Prince William Sound Copper River District has landed 2.4 million sockeye, 1.2 million from the copper to date. In the South Peninsula, this pink salmon return was, quote, extremely above average, unquote, for this time of year compared to the 10-year average of 1.2 million. That's how the biologists at Fish and Game described it. Prince William Sound's landings to date are 4.8 million chum, above earlier expectations of 2.7 million chum. But in Southeast Alaska, landings have been just over 1 million to date, significantly lower than the predicted 20.6 million chums this season. In all areas of Alaska, heat waves may have impacted salmon runs as certain timed returns didn't show up. And for salmon that has made it past the commercial fleet and the sports angler, many did not make it up the river to spawn only because of the warmer water. Salmon can't survive in water water temperatures above 70, and many waterways were there or higher in the past few weeks. Wow. That's a fantastic update, Peggy. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And you have a great soothing voice, too. I, I could listen that. to you like she's maybe, a nat- she's a podcast natural. She is. But also maybe you should have like do a little foray into audiobooks too. Only with you guys here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're gonna be writing more seafood uh, books coming up. So Ooh. let's get those on tape. There we go. That's an Love idea. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peggy, you're signed <laughs> up. <laughs> without yeah, without 
gotta either way you're doing it yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're trapping you here. yeah <laughs> but um no seriously peggy thank you so much for joining us it's uh peggy's you know based out of washington state so we've you know been lucky to have her in the new jersey office for a couple of days now and it's it's uh it's always a nice treat you know it to, is. to have a guest and especially you know it's you know peggy and i along with all the other cfa news correspondents um we have a 9 a.m phone call every day but i don't actually get to be face to face with everybody so and for it's, peggy it's 6 a.m oh yeah for <laughs> peggy at 6 a.m so it's been nice to see peggy with a cup of coffee in the morning right, exactly <laughs> it's been a pleasure for me thanks for having me and that's the best part of it is it's a nine o'clock call now not six. right <laughs> until next week right. <laughs> well um our other special guest this week is chris smith he's a product manager over at ocean choice international chris is a member of the inaugural class of the fisheries council of canada's future leaders canada program and he gave us a call this week to talk about the group's recent trip to chicago let's take a listen Hey, Chris, welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. Um, we're happy to have you on here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me today. Uh, my name is Chris Smith. I'm a product manager with Ocean Choice International. Uh, OCI uh, is a vertically integrated seafood company based in St. John's, Newfoundland. We're a harvester, uh, processor, uh, and we have sales and marketing uh, folks located all around the world. Um, and my role here as a product manager is to run the sales and marketing activities around uh, a certain group of products. And so for me, that's uh, part of our cold water shrimp business, uh, Greenland halibut, and breakfish. Okay. So you got a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. It's busy, but it's good. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, since it is busy, I'm glad that they're letting you out for the Future Leaders Canada program. Yeah. So, Chris, tell us what has the Future Leaders Canada program been like so far? And what's it like being part of the first class? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, when, uh, when I found out about the opportunity to do this back in the spring, um, I was certainly really excited. We've, we've heard great things about the uh, NFI's Future Leaders Program. I um, mean, that program's been in existence for about 20, 25 years. Um, and so, you know, there's obviously a, a very uh, good uh, sort of cohort of folks that have gone through that program and that can attest to its value. And, and so for us, it was, it was really exciting to, to be part of the first class to do it through the Fisheries Council of Canada here uh, in Canada and uh, be part of the Future Leaders Canada Program for the first time. It's been great so far. There's seven of us in the program. Um, we had our initial round of, uh, of meetings up in Ottawa um, in, in May and uh, spent some time um, learning about uh, the, the parliamentary process and, and about lobbying on Parliament Hill and things that I think for a lot of us in the industry are, are not things that we would have had sort of really any experience for uh, before in, in, in our roles. Um, and so that was just super interesting, very, very fascinating work. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a great group of people, so really interesting group of people to learn from. Um, seven people, very different backgrounds, very different aspects of the industry, um, which I think is perhaps the most exciting thing about it is that we're learning from each other as much as we're learning from the, uh, the, the parts of the program um, yeah. that are sort of more organized. Yeah, seven's a, a very tight-knit group. Did you actually know anybody going in, or, or was it just you know six people that you've never met before? I did, I did know one of the participants going in. Um, there's there's three of us from St. John's out of the seven. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's not a huge city here. So I did know one participant going in. We're in sort of similar sectors. Um, but, yeah, everybody else was, was sort of new to each other. And, and uh, so uh, 
uh, but yeah, right out of the gate, we all we all really connected and uh, and we've had a lot of fun and, and we've we've learned a lot from each other as well. It's, it's really been interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as a future leaders graduate um, from NFI's program, I know that was like one of the best things is just it's me- meeting these people, making these connections. Um, it's it's really invaluable. But uh, you guys actually just came back from Chicago, so can you tell us a little bit about um, you know where your class visited and what was some of the most interesting things you learned or got to see? Yeah, I can. It, it was the week of July eighth. We were uh, we were all in Chicago for uh, for three or four days there. Um, we start every session with sort of a, a team building thing, a networking event, uh, and and this time we went to a place called the Chopping Block, which is a really cool culinary. Um, Institute and, and shop uh, in, in Chicago. There, uh, we had a great great evening learning how to make seafood paella together, which was which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning, we kind of got to the, the meats and bones of the session, and, and we went to the Shed Aquarium um, and met with some folks there to learn about their sustainability and partnership programs that they have, which was fascinating. We happened to be there uh, the week that their uh, beluga whale uh, had a, had a baby, so we saw baby beluga, which was pretty So where are you guys heading next? seafood industry peers who are considering the Future Leaders Canada program for next year? Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Um, again, I think perhaps the most valuable thing for us has been uh, the connections that you make with, with the others uh, that are involved in the program. Um, you know, it's, it's not often that you get to sit in a room with, with a group of, of, of other people um, who are all from very different aspects of the industry, who have very different uh, experiences and, and that you're facing or things that you're doing. Um, 
the, the involvement of NFI is very invaluable. Uh, NFI is sort of co, uh, I guess, uh, running this program with FCC, and uh, the fact that they've done it for so many years means that we get to sort of build off of that as well. Um, so it's, it's it's such an incredible program, very well organized, um, it's extremely interesting, uh, but it's it's really about the networking and the connections that you'll make. So I'd, I'd highly recommend it to anyone. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, that about does it for us. Once again, this podcast was brought to you by Maine Lobster. Enjoy Maine New Shell Lobster this summer and learn more at lobsterfrommaine.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.